SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Put them up. Put up the three fingers. It is hour number three of the morning after live from Los Angeles inside the Super Bowl Media Center right here on Radio Row on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Our third hour each and every weekday, but especially live here in L.A., is happy hour. So like a football team going up to the fourth quarter in the NFL, we put up our three fingers here, getting in to our third and final very happy hour as well. A couple of great guests, hopefully live here in this third hour from our sports grid set in the thick of it, inside Radio Row, inside the LA Convention Center, downtown Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56. We will bring you some perspective as well. NBA trade deadline day, just a couple of hours away from that trade deadline. The latest reports and how it might affect the numbers that you need for tonight around the association as well. But of course, our focus right now is Super Bowl 56. The countdown dwindles down. Only three more days officially left until Super Bowl Sunday. The Rams and the Bengals inside SoFi Stadium just a couple of miles away from where we are inside the Super Bowl Media Center. Right now, the Rams still a four-point favorite. We have not seen any movement on that spread the entirety of this week. The Bengals remain the underdog, getting four points and a plus-166 price on that money line in the over-under. That dropped late last week to 48.5. Stays right there at 48 and a hook right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So no movement in that line as of right now or in that total, that plus 166 price, again, enticing on the Bengals. Why do I say that? Based on the trends, because the last 12 people to win a Super Bowl, the last 12 teams to win a Super Bowl have also covered the number. Seven underdogs, five favorites. If you have hoisted the Lombardi Trophy, you have also been profitable against the spread in the last 12 Super Bowls. All 12 teams that won also covered. So if you think the Bengals are going to win this game and maybe cover that number, also sprinkle on that plus 166 as well. So that's how the Super Bowl looks from a macro perspective. The big picture view, the spread, the money line, and the total. But it doesn't stop there, of course, for Super Bowl Sunday. A menu of options, a buffet, really, of all the choices you can have on the FanDuel Sportsbook that starts from the very jump of Super Bowl Sunday. The coin toss, yes, the coin toss, a 50-50 chance to get your first bet of the day right as you start off your Super Bowl Sunday. And if you think it's going to be heads or tails, well, the FanDuel Sportsbook sees the same in that 50-50 opportunity. Minus 104 on the price for both of those options. I'm a tails never fails person, so I can understand the minus 104 there. The minus 104 for the heads also makes sense. It's also minus 104 in both of the prices for the team that calls the coin toss, and that should be the LA Rams come Sunday, although playing inside their own home stadium, officially the away team on Sunday for Super Bowl 56, who gets to call the coin toss. So if they call it correctly, that's minus 104. If they call it incorrectly, also minus 104. It's a coin toss. It's a 50-50 chance. You see that indicated in the odds as well. But there are some trends to bring you based 
on the coin toss that actually will affect the numbers and potentially the game flow of Super Bowl 56. But first, we welcome our Sports Grid Radio audience here live from Los Angeles inside the Super Bowl Media Center. This is a Thursday program on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens, live at our Sports Grid set in the thick of Radio Row inside the L.A. Convention Center for Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 56 now just three days away between the Rams and the Bengals. Since his first trip to the big game since the 1988 season. It's LA's second trip under Sean McVay in his five years as the head coach of the Rams organization. The Rams a four-point favorite. The Bengals plus 166 on the money line and the over-under remains steady at 48 and a half. We were talking about the coin toss, the flip to begin the game. Will it be heads or tails? Well, it's minus 104 on both of those options in the price department on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But here's the trends that we need to bring you about the coin toss. The last seven winners who called the coin toss correctly have lost the Super Bowl. You win the coin toss, you lose the Super Bowl. At least that's the strong trends over the past seven years. So the Rams are going to call it. If they win it and they're a four-point favorite, maybe you look to the underdog on that live line. Or if the Rams call it and they call it incorrectly at minus 104 on FanDuel and the Bengals get to decide what they want to do first, probably deferring as has been the case in the last 11 Super Bowls, then maybe you look to the Rams side as the favorite on that live line. That is some trends that you need to know based off of the coin toss and how it will affect the numbers of the game. You will have live betting options throughout Super Bowl Sunday and SB56 inside SoFi Stadium. Again, the trend that you need to know more about the coin toss, whether it's heads, tails, or whatever, who calls it correctly? Whoever wins the coin toss, the last seven times they have won the coin toss, they have lost the Super Bowl. Seven straight Super Bowls. The winner of the coin toss loses the big game and their opponent hoists the Lombardi Trophy. Trends based off the coin toss that affect football. As we have seen most of this postseason, a coin has been a very important facet of the NFL playoff push. So that is Super Bowl 56. Now just three days away. Once more, the Rams a four-point favorite, the total 48.5. But it's deadline day in the NBA. We go around the association. Up next here, live from L.A. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From Los Angeles, right here inside the Super Bowl Media Center. So much going on as we are on a Thursday here on the morning after. Officially three days away from Super Bowl 56. At SoFi Stadium, the Rams and the Bengals. L.A. a four-point favorite. The over-under, 48 in a hook. It is also NBA trade deadline day. And that is the focus right now on this Thursday TMA on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, and let's go around the association. First, with some news earlier this morning from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski saying that James Harden 
has expressed some hesitation about requesting a trade because he does not want the bad public press of trying to force his way out of an organization for the second time in as many years. But that has been the speculation around Brooklyn and Philadelphia. That was what Woj had to say. If you remember Jake Fisher in this third hour yesterday on the morning after, he had the initial reporting a couple of days back that Philly and Brooklyn had yet to engage in any conversations about that potential move. They might be engaging in some more serious dialogue on this Thursday NBA trade deadline day across the league. You heard Joe Ranieri to end out hour number two saying that James Harden was out of the game uh, a couple of nights back, might be out of the game tonight against the Washington Wizards. And we looked at that spread earlier with the Brooklyn Nets, a three-point underdog. An update of those lines, still three in favor of Washington tonight in the nation's capital, the over-under 218 for that total. Both teams terrible against the spread so far this season. The second worst record, ATS in the NBA. Well, that would be the Washington Wizards with a number that stands at 20, 32, and 1 ATS. Brooklyn, even worse than that. The worst mark in the entire league, 19, 34, and 1. That's a 35.9% cover percentage. Will today be the day that James Harden is on his way somewhere outside of Brooklyn, New York. We await and see. First, let's look back on last night because one of the first trades around this deadline week, if you will, was Karis LeVert being sent from Indiana to Cleveland. And the Cavaliers are in the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference. The fourth spot in the Eastern Conference, only a game back from the Miami Heat who are at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. In fact, the five top spots in the East all within two and a half games of each other. And last night, Cleveland continuing to stack up wins. They win three straight, beating the Spurs 105-92 last night, covering as a six-point favorite. They've won three straight. They've covered in three straight. They've also won 12 of their last 15 games. They've also been under in three straight on this three-game winning streak, under in seven of their last nine games as well. Karis LeVert in his Cleveland debut, 28 minutes, 11 points for the Cavaliers last night. So Cleveland, 34-21 and 21 straight up this year, again, in that fourth spot in the East as we approach both deadline day and the All-Star break in the association, only a game back behind where the Miami Heat are at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. So, as we go through the association for tonight, we look at a game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns, a rematch of the NBA championship series from last year in which the Bucks won their first title in quite some time. Milwaukee on the road tonight in Phoenix, a three and a half point spread in favor of the Suns. At the moment, the over understands at 232 and a half. A rematch of the NBA Finals that now features the NBA's best team in the Phoenix Suns. 44 and 10 straight up this year. The best record in the league by a pretty substantial margin at the moment. On another win streak, which is what the Suns have done all year long. Already an 18-game winning streak in the early portion of this NBA campaign. An 11-game win streak not all that long ago and now currently on another three-game winning streak. Milwaukee Bucks also on a winning streak of their own. Four straight 
for Milwaukee, and they have covered in all four of those games. Phoenix won outright just a couple of nights ago as a one-and-a-half-point dog on the road in Philadelphia. They knocked off Chicago the night before that. They are taking on the best in the Eastern Conference and doing so at a pretty victorious clip. As a favorite this year, the Phoenix Suns have been booked as a favorite in 48 of their 54 games. They are 26-22 and 22 ATS. Milwaukee hasn't been a dog since early January, and as a dog, the Bucks are bad. Three and eight against the number. That is the worst ATS record and the worst cover percentage in the entire league when booked as an underdog this year. Milwaukee over in three straight, and that total is up there tonight at 232.5. Phoenix over in four of their last five. This is the highest total for the Suns since that early portion of January as well back on January 2nd. The team that is behind the Phoenix Suns right now in terms of the best overall record in both the Western Conference and the NBA, the Golden State Warriors. An eight-and-a-half-point favorite tonight are the Dubs against the New York Knicks. And over-under that right now on FanDuel is at 217-and-a-half. After a nine-game winning streak, the Warriors had that snapped last night on the road against the Utah Jazz. They did not cover even as a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Only Steph played in that game. No Draymond Green still. He will not probably be back until after the All-Star break at the very least. No Klay Thompson last night on the first leg of a back-to-back as well. Steph had just 16 points. Meanwhile, the Knicks have been struggling. They have lost four straight. They have not covered in those four games, and they have lost seven of their last eight games, only covering once in that eight-game span. They have been a dog in each of those seven losses as well, so the Warriors as a favorite this year, over a 50% cover percentage, 23-16-4 against the number. The Dubs under in four of their last six games. The Knicks over in five of their last seven, even for an inept offense at the time. The Knicks still pushing their games to an over here as of late. Utah, by the way, last night now has won four straight with that victory over the Warriors at home in Salt Lake. That was after a five-game losing skid, and Utah entered last night against the Warriors, losing 11 of their last 13 games. So Utah has won four straight. They have covered in three straight and six players last night for the Jazz against the Warriors, scoring in double figures. So the Warriors now an eight-and-a-half-point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook against the Knicks tonight. And we look at some of the favorites to win the NBA title right now here on the morning after, live from L.A. on this Thursday. Sure, the Super Bowl, but also NBA trade deadline day. And let's look at the big-picture perspective of the association. So we know what is at stake and how these odds might potentially move following the deadline's conclusion in just a few hours from now. The Brooklyn Nets somehow, someway, remain the favorite to win the NBA title at plus 350. That number just a week ago was plus 260, so almost a dollar of movement against them in this market and some movement against them in the Eastern Conference market as well, from plus 135 currently to plus 200 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Warriors, the second best price to win the NBA title at plus 460, and there are the two teams playing tonight that met last year in the NBA Finals. The Phoenix Suns, the third best odds to win the title at plus 500. The Bucks to repeat, plus 600 right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Whether it's in the Eastern Conference or the NBA championship market right now, make sure you pay attention to the Philadelphia 76ers and that price now versus what it might be come tomorrow if anything happens. Philly has been on the move in a conversation around why that price has moved so much in Philadelphia's favor might be all of this speculation around a potential James Harden deal. Philly right now, plus 480 in the East. They are 11-1 to in the NBA championship market, tied with the Miami Heat 
also at 11 to 1. And the Sixers also tied with Miami in the Eastern Conference title odds at plus 480. Kevin Walsh was on this show just a couple of days ago here live from L.A. and the morning after. And the reason he thinks the market has moved so substantially in Philadelphia's favor is not just because of their recent good form, but also just because there's that idea out there that if James Harden joins them, Philly probably becomes the favorite in the Eastern Conference, at least maybe not from an odds perspective right now, but an overall thought perspective. The Nets still the favorite at plus 200. Kevin also followed by saying that if that deal moves and it's just KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn and the Nets work down on the marketplace, that might be your time to jump in on the price. NBA trade deadline day. Plenty of updates coming throughout the day right here on the Spiz Grizz. Coming up next, we go back to Super Bowl 56. A look at the odds just three days away. Live from L.A. here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Los Angeles, right here on Radio Row, inside the Super Bowl Media Center. This is the morning after on a Thursday on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. Coming up next, following the morning after, live on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 159, it will be football full circle with... Mike Carver, who joins the show here now on the morning after on a Thursday at our Sports Grid set inside the Super Bowl Media Center. Carver, great to have you back. Big ticket Ben on a Thursday morning here in Los Angeles. I love it. How was your night last night? We were out having some dinner together. We had a wonderful Mexican feast, and then you went out afterward. Well, you guys had a lovely right, right. Mexican feast. I didn't get to partake in that. I got there a little late. Right. I wasn't really interested in eating anyway. Right. So you I said, kinda... Carver actually told our <laughs> server last night, I'm on a liquid-only diet tonight. <laughs> I was on a liquid-only diet last night, and we made that work. Yeah. You guys went home and went to bed because yeah. you're the, you know, the, the 2, 3 a.m. here crowd that has to get here. Right. Of course, I had to hang around with the young kids for another hour, hour and a half. Of course you did. Um, and, that, and, you know, hey, I feel all right. I'm, listen, I'm a, I mean, we're juiced. a machine at this point. We're man. live. I mean, it's just it's the way that it goes. I I'm mean, we're at roll. the point right now where it's like if you're even on your last fumes, you're just going well, until the end. I've been saying all week. I mean, I'd be getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning here, but that's later than I get up at home. Yeah. It's 8 a.m. Kids, I'm not up at 8 a.m. any day of the week. So. I know. I'm still getting a little extra sleep. I love that. And that's the positive perspective <laughs> that Mike Carver can provide for you here on the morning after as we get ready for Super Bowl 56. Now just three days away yeah. inside SoFi Stadium on Super Bowl Sunday. And Carver, a couple of days ago, you were on this very program, and you led us into that conversation about the defensive props. Yeah. And earlier on the show today, in the opening hour, we looked at that from a quarterback perspective, a battle of former number one overall picks and their passing props, both positive in terms of yards, attempts, passing touchdowns, but also interceptions. And both Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow favored to throw a pick come Super Bowl Sunday. Minus 172 for yep. Stafford on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Minus 132 for Joe Burrow on the FanDuel Sportsbook. How would you, use our word of the week here, correlate that to the rest of how the game might go? I, I like defense in this game, Ben. I, I just do. 
I have a feeling that the Ram defensive line is going to make Joe Burrow's day very, very difficult. Right. We know the narrative with Matthew Stafford is he's going to make a mistake or two during the game. Now, if they get an early lead, he might need not need him to make that mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, so that that's a situation. Both of them to throw an interception. It's juicy. Right. I'd like to find one of those special props that has like both of them to throw one. I'm sure we get, you know, because what are we always looking for? What are we looking for? We're looking for? for the plus sign yeah, in front is. of the number. So you're when you're talking minus 165, minus 170, I don't got time In one ear, not the other. I don't got time for that, Ben. I want to get both of them to throw an interception. Which? Both of them. You can do. Of course. And there's a market for that. Of course. An over-under of one and a half total interceptions on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And it's a plus sign in front of the price, but it's not necessarily plus money. Even money to yeah. the over of one and a half total INTs on Super Bowl Sunday. The under has the juice at minus 130. And where you could get got the safety net with that one, of course, yeah. is if Burrow throws two. Right. Let's say the Rams do get up and they just run the rock the whole day and Stafford doesn't make mistakes. You can still hit that bet. Right. So that's a nice way to play it. Um, you know, I'm sure we can get some other crazy prop where it's specifically each of them to throw one. Right. But there's, as I read in the emails, 700-plus markets on the FanDuel <laughs> Sportsbook with the Super Bowl <laughs> coming up on Sunday. So it takes a little while to comb through what they give you every single day on there. Right. And I look at every morning because there's always a couple added yeah. every day. But defense is going to rule the day, I believe, in this game. And I told you the other day I like the under. Right. I, I, just, I just feel like the defense is going to make plays maybe – if you got, because a guy like me, I'm going to make a bunch of small SGPs. Right. Try to get some big hits. Five, ten dollar SGPs. But what am I going to put in those? Right. Some big numbers. Defensive touchdowns, which always for both. I mean, you're getting, I think what the Rams are this, are the Rams plus 375? I, I forget what it is for the Rams defensive touchdown. Mm. Bengal touchdown. You know, I think that this is a good game to maybe throw some defensive touchdowns into the mix. I like where you're thinking there. So let's look at the anytime touchdown scoring prop market. The Rams defense special teams to score plus 600 right okay, now. Okay, a little bit more than that. A dollar behind that even at plus 700. So a pretty big plus money price for both of those. You know defenses. where I saw the one in the threes? Huh. I think it's for either of them. Mm. There's a there's a, a market on there at some point where it says yeah. either team or just a defensive touchdown in the game, period. Right. So that could be either team. That's in the high threes, I think, so which, you, which makes sense. Which makes sense. And you yeah. were telling me the other day that there's a market on Jalen Ramsey having an interception yes. and doing something with it that I had not seen on the FanDuel Sportsbook because there are so many options, and sometimes you just can't peruse through all of them. Do you remember what that price was? Oh, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey to record an interception. Yeah. Plus 520. Oh, goodness. So, now look. Now, in the Niner game, he had one right in the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't catch it. I think he'll get one today. Okay. You know, that, but it's a good number to have. 520 for him. Eh, you know, there's a couple other guys. How about old man Weddle at plus 800? Right. I mean, he'll catch the, those pop flies, unlike uh, Jaquiski Tart. He, yeah. he wasn't able to catch one. Oh Any <laughs> Niners fans out there listening, I'm sorry for my co-host for this segment, and maybe the next one, too, in my cover. Pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, who I know comes on Pharrell Coast to Coast all the time. Did you ask him about Van Jefferson yesterday? No, I didn't ask him about Van Jefferson. <laughs> Joe Lisi, Van Jefferson hasn't been injured since, like, week seven. Let it go. I think he's fine. You did, you did 16 minutes with the doc yesterday. You talked about every single player in the game. But you didn't talk about Van Jefferson. Right, because... And Joe Lisi took you to task on football full circle. But if Dr. <laughs> if Dr. Chow didn't bring it up, then I don't think there's any injury update. I, I, we had 14 I, minutes together live on the FanDuel Sportsbook set. We Joe, talked about pass-catching options. Did he ask him about Jefferson? I got I don't know. I got to ask him. I didn't listen to the spot. I wasn't up yet. That's kind of messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, was, I was on my way here. Yeah. No, listen. If you were doing that, well, still you were still on the set? 
I wasn't here yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you come, we, literally, when I come over here, Carver also gets in. We've had our schedules pretty synced up here yes. across the entire Spiz Grizz family throughout Super Bowl week. Spiz Grizz. There it is again. Yeah, you like it? I love it. Yeah. That, it. That's a Kevin Walsh signature right yeah. there. The Spiz Grizz. He can Spiz take Grizz, anything and put a little is tanginess yeah. on it to just keep things fresh. And one of the markets, Carver, that stands out to me is we're talking about interceptions. You can bet on which team in the Super Bowl has more interceptions come Sunday. And the Bengals are actually favored at minus 145 yeah. as opposed to the Rams at plus 115, which makes sense given the track record in the postseason. The Bengals have six interceptions in three playoff games. The Rams only have three where they've had a pick, I think, in at least every game or at least just three in the three they've done. And it makes sense based on the odds, but the thought is with Jalen Ramsey going up against Jamar Chase, and maybe there's the potential there. But obviously Matthew Stafford at minus 172, that price links up more with the minus 145 on the Bengals to have the most interceptions. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And I think that this is more also to the narrative with Stafford. Uh, that That's why you're getting that, right. that price on that prop. I don't mind it, um, but... I don't think that Stafford's going to do it. I don't think that Stafford's going to throw the ball to the other team. I, I, I just don't. That's why we go to the other side. Right. And we take the plus. Yeah. We take get, the plus. You knew it. You knew it. Now, I, yeah. but, but I think Burrow's going to – I think Burrow's the safest guy in the game for me with Cincinnati. Mm. I know that he's going to show up. I know he's not worried about the big moment. It's the rest of the team. So if he's not getting any help on his line – is that going to cause him to have to throw a ball a little bit quicker than maybe he needs right. to? That's where I'm looking with Burrow. I have confidence in Joe. I don't have confidence in the guys around him. And we've talked a lot about the quarterback rushing yards props because you can look at that secondary market really on both Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford, yeah, in my opinion, because five and a half for staff over in all three playoff games. A little nervous. How about Burrow going down? I don't like that. Two yards. Don't like it. Went up. 12 and a half to 10 and a half. Opened at 11 and a half. Yeah. Went up to 12 and a half as I think that started to percolate a little bit and now back down to 10 and a half. A couple of the bets I've already fired on back when we were in New York State, Carver, have come down in the prop market, which <laughs> don't love seeing that, if I'm being honest. I love that, dude, when we were in New York State. I'm, I'm writing down a list for right. when we get home on Saturday, right. just stuff that I've talked about throughout the week with various people. And right. we just uh, So that way, when we get back to New York yeah. on Monday, because this state, of course, you know, or one of the states still behind the times. They right. can't get it right. right. But when we get home on Saturday, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm going to be firing away. Here's one for you that's huge plus money from Ryan Williams of FanDuel, who was Ooh. on to end out our second hour. The longest reception in the game, betting on which wide receiver or potential pass-catching target has that. Cooper Cup obviously has the shortest number at plus 260. Van Jefferson is 11-1. to 1, A healthy... Van Jefferson. Not according Joe to Joe Lisi. Lisi. <laughs> He's got a bad wheel. <laughs> He's got a bad wheel. I want to go back and read the practice report from week seven that Joe saw, and it's just been in his mind the entire no, time. No, and he didn't look right in the Niner game. Okay, fine. So. But he's not on the injury report. Right, not at all. And it was practice report, injury report you Wednesday. still should have asked him. I should have. That's hey, bad journalism on my part, Joe 11 to 1, 11 to 1 for Van to have the longest, longest catch reception. Longest reception. 10 of the last 11 games the Book Rams it. have played in, either Cooper or Van have had the longest reception of that game. 11 to 1, let's do it. I mean, Bang. It, it's certainly, in. certainly worth a sprinkle. You look at some of the receiving yards props, too. Van Jefferson, I think, is 31 and a half for the game it's overall. one catch. It's one catch. One catch. 33 and a half is Van Jefferson's number, but his longest receptions prop is 17 and a half. I know it is. There's no way he goes over or has any chance of hitting his receiving yards prop without going over his longest reception as well. Uh, I don't disagree. And, and he's a guy who's good for, if he gets the one catch, it's going to be over the 17 and a half. 
Uh, I've been chasing this one the last few weeks, Ben. I'm not going to lie. I've been in on this. I think it's hit two of the last four. Uh, so he hit it in the Arizona game on oh, one catch. Beautiful. Thing of beauty. Uh, didn't get. He missed it by a half a yard in the Tampa game. He was 18 and a half in that game. He had an 18-yard reception. Uh, so we missed it by the hook. So we're, we're going to chase Van Jefferson again here in the Super Bowl, whether he's hurt or not. One final time. <laughs> one final time for Corey on Van Jefferson. Quickly, Carver, we'll take this into the next break. I want you to think about the passing yards props mm. for both quarterbacks and what that means for both teams' totals for Super Bowl 56. Okay. And if one has to go over to lead to hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. We will do that next yes. year on the morning after, live from Los Angeles, inside the Super Bowl Media Center in the thick of Radio Road. This desk for the rest of the day is going to be packed with people. Right now, it's Carver High and Ben Stevens, live on the morning after from Los Angeles. Stay with us on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A Thursday right here on the morning after, live from Los Angeles on the Spiz Grizz and Sirius XM Channel 159. In the thick of Radio Row, inside the Super Bowl Media Center, the L.A. Convention Center in downtown Los Angeles. I am Ben Stevens, joined once more by the man we call Carver High. Mike Carver, you can see him later today on Pharrell Coast to Coast. You can hear him in just a couple of moments on Pro Football Full Circle starting at noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Channel 159. Carver was here in the previous segment as well as we are live from L.A. And I wanted to ask him a question that I have asked some guests so far throughout this Super Bowl week about what needs to happen right. for Cincinnati to pull off the upset or for the Rams to win comfortably come Super Bowl Sunday, now just three official days away. Carver, do you think that either quarterback, we'll start there, needs to go over their passing yards prop to have their team hoist the Lombardi? Uh, yes, I believe that Cincinnati is going to have to do that. Mm. I think that for the Bengals to win this game, they have to blitz the Rams offensively. I don't think that Zach Taylor can come out here on Sunday and do what he did at the beginning of the Chief game, which they did end up winning, I agree, but run, run, incomplete pass, punt, run, run, incomplete pass, punt. I think that if he goes to that strategy, yep. he could get steamrolled. I think that, you know, it just, and I know he's going to want to do that because all the things we've talked about, the narrative of the Cincinnati offensive line sucks, and we, we maybe let's try running the ball to try to alleviate some pressure. Right. I don't think they're going to be able to win the game that way. Right. So as much as that offensive line is going to be a problem, they have to do what they've done in the playoffs so far, win in spite of that offensive line, throwing the football vertically, because look, Jalen Ramsey, as great as he is, and they say he is, yeah, he can be beaten. Yeah. I mean, we saw Mike Evans, you know, rip him off right. uh, in that Tampa game. We have seen guys take him deep. Uh, there's going to be opportunities right. if he's got time in the pocket for the Cincinnati Bengals to win this game. Burrow has to go over his number. That was my thought process for the Titans game as well, for Joe yeah. Burrow to go over. I think his passing yards prop for the AFC Divisional round was 278.5. He went over that comfortably yes. at 348. I thought a similar metric for the Chiefs game 
he didn't end up going over, but game. it was a different kind of game weird based on game. what we saw in the first half and the second. And then Joe Mixon, and Joe Ranieri brought this up in the opening hour of the show, and he brought up a great metric, which is early down success rate. Yeah. First and second down to hopefully avoid third and long to keep the chains moving, to keep the ball matriculating down the field. So as we look at that and the early down success rate, the point you mentioned about the first half for the Bengals against the Chiefs, they ran it constantly yeah. on first down against pretty heavily stacked boxes on the other side for the Chiefs defense. You heard Tony Romo getting pissed about it yeah. in the booth inside Arrowhead Stadium. What are they doing? And then they switched it up a little bit in the second half and realized, hey, we can throw it a little bit, which then also led to more success for Joe Mixon on the ground. He finished with 82 yards in the AFC title game. 28 of those 82 came on the final possession that set yeah. up the game-winning field goal. Yeah. So they go hand-in-hand. Hand. It's not an either-or thing when you think about a football game plan offensively, that if we're running it well on first down, that means we shouldn't go to the pass. Or if we're finding success in the pass, then we need to stick doing that. They go one-in-one one with each other, and you can build success from there. So, Carver, that also being the passing yards prop of Joe Burrow, 276.5, the one for Matthew Stafford, 281 in a hook. The team totals for this game are interesting. You're under on the game, as you yep. have said, of that game total overall at 48.5. The over-under for L.A.'s team total, 26.5. The Bengals, 22. If the Rams stay under 26.5, I think you believe there's a path for them still to win the Lombardi Trophy. 100%. Can the Bengals stay under 22? No. I don't believe so. There you go. I believe that for the Bengals to win this game, there has to be points. So if you're correlating the Bengals, you're probably putting it with the over. And I believe if you're going with the Rams, you're correlating it with the under. That's just because just the way it's just yeah. the way the Rams win their football games. They don't they don't win 35, 31 games. Right. They don't win them. They win, grind you down, low scoring, defense plays well. Yes, Stafford gets a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. They win. They're going to win this game in the in the 27 to 17 range. The Rams have split yeah. their last 10 games between five overs, five unders. But in the playoffs, under in the opening game against the Cardinals, yeah. over in that game against the Bucks. But they were up 27-3 halfway through the third. Should win over if they actually had a break. They could hold on to the football. You know, too. If Akers doesn't put the ball on the deck. So there's a lot of ifs, yeah. buts, candies, and nuts. Right. But well, okay. I mean. <laughs> I like that. Every day would be Christmas. <laughs> if the butts were candies and nuts, every day would be Christmas. But if all those things don't happen, Brady, you know, throws a couple touchdowns. Evans right. go beat Burns, Jalen Ramsey deep. Was he not playing hard because they were up? You never know with Rams. Right. Is what it is. Um, th this is an under game if the Rams win. And I really firmly believe that. Pretty easily under in the NFC Championship game wow. against the Niners as well. And that total, 46.5. Seven of the last 12 Super Bowls over this total of 48 in a hook. And first, Carver, before we dive back into the Super Bowl, some breaking news passed along to me by our producer, John Shames. Shames to Shams Sharania of The Athletic reporting, the Sacramento Kings are trading Marvin Bagley III to the Detroit Pistons. DiVincenzo, Dante DiVincenzo, that is going back to Sacramento, and Serge Ibaka to the Milwaukee Bucks as well. NBA trade deadline day, all the updates you will hear. If you have strong thoughts on any of the workings of that deal. Spicy, a uh, little spicy three-way trade right there. Yep. Well, look, Ibaka, you know, the Bucks are, they're only waiting for the playoffs. Right. They're waiting, and that's another body that they can use. Mm. Has great playoff experience. Try to get them another ring. I mean, here's the problem with DiVincenzo. Dude doesn't play. Right. Doesn't play. Like, I, I can understand giving up on him. Because every time he's about to get back on the court, he's hurt again. Right. 
So I think that's a good deal for the Bucks because they're trying to win again this year. The Kings have been pretty active so far wow. ahead of this trade deadline, having acquired DeMontis Sabonis from Indiana, but shipping out the young second-year point guard and Tyrese Halliburton. Marvin Bagley III never amounted to much in Sacramento, really. So they no. send him out to Detroit, and that is the trade that we have right now. It's the witness protection program of the NBA, Sacramento. You know, you go out there. That's why I actually thought it would have been a perfect place for Ben Simmons. Oh. I always thought he should go to Sacramento because mm. nobody's going to give him a hard time. No. He could just work on his game right. and get better. There's no pressure to win because they haven't won ever. No. And he, there's no media to get on his back all day long. No. He needs out of a place like Philadelphia. Please don't slander the Sacramento Bee and the wonderful news establishment that he's. But what do you got? Two people covering the team? Yeah, probably. I mean, in Philadelphia, he's got you know hundred people oh, in front of him. He's got goodness. the sports talk channels. He's got everything going on. He needs to go. There's two places: witness protection program in the NBA. Yeah. Western Conference in Sacramento. Yeah. Eastern Conference in Orlando. Mm. You just go to those places. Work. Whether you're good, bad, or indifferent, nobody right. bothers you, and you can continue to move on. But I think Ben Simmons probably still believes that he wants to be a part of a contender. However, a team with Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis as a bonus, could be a plucky, like, sixth seed in the West. They never win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Golden One win. Center is beautiful, by the way, in downtown it's Sacramento. It deserves nice better arena. basketball. you got to have something. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> hey, so that's one of the trades that we have seen so far on trade deadline day. I'm sure plenty more to come yes. in the next couple of hours. The one domino we're all waiting, if it does indeed fall, might James Harden be on the move from Brooklyn to Philadelphia? So far, no serious dialogue between Daryl Morey of Philadelphia and Sean Marks of the Brooklyn Nets. So, Carver, let's go back to Super Bowl 56 for a moment here. You wanted to list off your prop board, what you already have in the marketplace already and what you might also be looking forward to in the next couple of days. I'll give you a couple, Ben, that Please. I'm 100% locked in on. Some are already in. Some will be in on Saturday when we get back uh, to the New York area. Will there be a two-point conversion attempt? Oh. That is a yes at plus 118. Fantastic. We see what's going on now. You've got two of the young geniuses of the game. Yep. You know the charts and graphs are going to be out if somebody yep. gets up or down. Yep. We see it all the time now. Let's go with that. Yep. Uh, Rams to use all six timeouts in regulation. Mm. Yes at plus 270. Now, wow. there's a stat out there that McVay has used all six of his timeouts in like 12 out of 18 games this year or something like that. Right. We've seen him. We, I mean, I almost wanted to drive to Los Angeles and <laughs> hit him over the head with a hammer with the way he was burning timeouts against the Niners in the NFC title game. Mm. Uh, McVay uh, doesn't want to bring them home with him. I mean, it's, you know what they say. <laughs> he's, he's, if you don't use it, you lose it. Nobody, and there's also one out there, and I, I, gotta, I haven't found it on FanDuel yet, uh, for him to use the first time out of the game. Oh. He's done that like 85 times. He calls the first time out of a game. Wow. So that's a spicy little timeout clock management prop uh, for Sean McVay and the Rams. Uh, will Matt Gay miss a field goal? Yes, at plus 260. Wow. Dude's been weak, man. Been weak. Uh, I mean, honestly, I something's mean clearly wrong with him. Did you ask Dr. Chow about Matt Gay yesterday? <laughs> Is that a Lisey special or is Carver mad at me now? No, I'm just asking. I you. can't come on Pro Football Full Circle today. It's not. Would not be a warm reception? You might have to for ten minutes yeah. just at least get to go after Lisey a little bit. That's fair. Um, so listen, this guy's been awful. Right. We know that. Plus two sixty for him to miss a field goal in the game. 
Love it. That 47-yarder in the NFC division oh, around against the Bucks is like you playing golf with your buddies on the weekend. Dude. You're 150 out, and you're like, ah, it's kind of a stiff breeze, but I think I get my nine he, iron there, and you leave it 20 yards short. Yeah. Why is he short on that? And you want to get a little spicier right. with, with this guy. Please. Miss an extra point. Oh. Plus 840. Wow. How about that? Uh, you're finding all of the plus money. Now, let me ask you yes. about betting plus money from a money management perspective, right. from an actual wager perspective. It's plus 840 because the odds to well, do so yeah. are so unlikely. So right. what does that mean for you as you well, look, put in the wager? I think for a game like this, Ben, right. you're almost you know, putting your bets in different categories. Right. Okay? You have the stuff you like the most for the game. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff I want and tend to win that's going to make me money on this football game. Yeah. This is, the, you know, I like the Rams. I like the under in this game. You know, your main two or three props that you think are going to hit, right. I think you have those in one box. Mm. And then you have a smaller box for a game like this. Mm. And it's a lottery ticket box. It's a fun throwing dart box that I don't expect to maybe win yep. any or all of these. You're not never going to win all of them. But if you can get one of them, like you get the, you get, let's say you make five or ten of these. Yeah. You get the plus 840 on right. one of them. That covers almost all of them, you know, and then maybe you get another. It's, it's, a, it's a fun lottery ticket type of bet right. that you can make for a game like this. Certainly you have so. your serious bets that you want to put your main units on, and you have some fun bets that you sprinkle quarter units, and you sprinkle the, you know, just to have a little blast. Right, because also there's an idea that the plus money is a true indication. It's not yeah. likely to happen, but missing an extra point for Matt Gay is not something that 95% of the public come Super Bowl Sunday no. is going to be wagering on. So from a sportsbook perspective, their edge can be so much softer there right. because who cares? And if Carver's putting five bucks and he beats us, whoop-de-doo, oh, we're right. more worried about the max bets we're getting on LA minus four. Correct. They're more worried about those bets. It's a fun little bet for you to have yeah. uh, and you stack those up are you doing this every sunday what you know racking up 10 or 15 dopey props like this throughout the game no no but this is why it's the super bowl there's 700 plus different bets as we mentioned on the FanDuel sportsbook for this game one more before i, I, oh, I give you yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. number of players to have a pass attempt over two and a half at plus 155 Somebody else besides Stafford and Burrow to throw the football in this game, plus 155. I wish they gave you, like, hey, here's a correlating market to that, an additional plus if you predict who it is. Who is it? Yes. Can Odell I get Depp a, Jr. Know, well, we saw it in the Tampa game. It's going to be. But, I mean, hey, what if Burrow gets picked up for a play by the Ram line? What if Johnny, what if Hecker throws one? McVay's used seen. that in the bag of tricks in the I didn't even well. think backup quarterbacks Ooh, making an appearance listen, in Super Bowl 56. That's part can of happen. it. And I, I do want to let you know before we go. Yeah. The little Argentinian lefty with a big heart, Emiliano Grillo, with the early lead at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. The Waste Management Open in Phoenix, a tradition of this week as well. The 16th hole, one of the best. Carver. Next year, Super Bowl in Arizona, same oh, weekend. Looks like we got to make a little day trip. <laughs> Live from the Waste Management, the Spiz Grays during Super Bowl week. Carver High coming up next here at noon Eastern time on Pro Football Full Circle. Our best bet to round things out next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Los Angeles, our time together on this Thursday here on the morning after on SportsGrid is about to come to a close. But before it does, our best bet of the day in the NBA on trade deadline 
day. We are live inside the L.A. Convention Center, Super Bowl Media Center, and in the thick of Radio Row on our sports grid set from Los Angeles. We are live today. We were on Wednesday, Tuesday, and Monday as well, and we'll be one final time, the final football Friday of the season tomorrow on the morning after. That gave me chills, but bittersweet in nature. The final football Friday ahead of Super Bowl 56. But in the interim, in your downtime, as you're looking for other areas of profitability, I hope across the sports landscape, let's go around the association one final time on this Thursday TMA for our best bet. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it is time for Bye Bye Bye. So trade moves will be the focus of the early portion of this Thursday. By the time we get to Thursday evening, one of the best games on the slate in the NBA tonight, the Phoenix Suns hosting the Milwaukee Bucks in an NBA title rematch from last season. Right now, the Suns, a three-point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook at home against Milwaukee. The over-under earlier today was 232 in a hook, now up to 233 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I want to get in now because I think the market could move a little bit more. So I like an over of 233 for that total between the Suns and the Bucks tonight. Here is why. Phoenix has gone over in four of their last five games. This total at 233 is the highest for the Suns since January 2nd, but still going over at a pretty decent clip in four of their last five. Milwaukee has been over in five straight or over in three straight, rather, over in five of their last six, all around this number. Over 233 between the Suns and the Bucks. The bye-bye-bye best bet for this Thursday. Tomorrow, the final football Friday of the year, right here on SportsGrid, live from Los Angeles inside the Super Bowl Media Center. Starts at 9 a.m. Eastern. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk tomorrow, Football Friday. <laughs>